Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. Three dogs walk into a bar. The first dog, a big dog, walks to the bar and asks for three cold beers. The bartender is stunned and exclaims, What? A talking dog? I can't believe it. The dog sighs. I get this all the time. I'm a talking dog. Whoop-de-doo. My name is Huey, and I do regular dog things. I chase cars, drag my butt on the carpet, eat bones, and tear up old socks. He takes the beers and returns to his seat. Fifteen minutes later, a second dog, an even bigger dog, approaches the bar and orders three cold beers. You're kidding me! Another talking dog? The dog sighs. I get this all the time. I'm a talking dog. Whoop-de-doo. My name is Dewey, and I do regular dog things. I chase cars, drag my butt on the carpet, eat bones, and tear up old socks. He takes the beers and returns to his seat. Fifteen minutes later, a third dog approaches the bar. The bartender excitedly says, Let me guess, your name is Louie and you do regular dog things too. No, the dog replied. My name is Socks and I've had a terrible day. Just get me some beers. When things get hard, it's easy to get depressed and fall into self-destructive behavior patterns. Most people who have a problem with this think that self-destructive behavior helps them to cope with whatever the situation is that they may have. The truth is, that's rarely the truth. Self-destructive behavior is actually just a way to distract yourself from your current situation and the unpleasant feelings associated with it. Even more, self-destructive behavior can make your situation even worse. In this week's episode of Positively 365, we will look at self-destructive behavior. But first, we have our trivia question of the day. Are you ready for it? This week, it's multiple choice, and here it is. How many black keys are found on a traditional piano? 32, 34, 52, 54. We will have the answer when we come back. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? One of the ways we are able to continue is through listener support. Simply go to www.anchor.fm forward slash positively 365. From there, you can access every episode of the podcast. You can also leave me a message. And if you feel so inclined, you can click the support button for as little as 99 cents a month you can become a sponsor of this program. You will earn my undying affection 
and have the satisfaction of knowing that you are doing something to spread more positivity in today's negative world. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support financially and otherwise. Do you know the answer to this week's trivia question? The question is, how many black keys are found on a traditional piano? 32, 34, 52, 54. The correct answer is 32. The black keys are the complements to the white keys. Though there are many white keys, they do not represent every note. If you observe a piano or a keyboard, the black keys are placed just between two consecutive white keys. So by logic, the black key between the two white keys gives the half note difference between them. Now you know. Self-destructive behavior. Self-destructive behavior refers to any action that you make even though you know it will have a negative impact on yourself. One common example of this is smoking. A cigarette can feel like a cool glass of water when you're parched, but we all know that they come with plenty of nasty side effects. However, that's only one example of self-destructive behavior that can affect you in plenty of ways. Some of these include negating your mental or physical health, impacting your self-esteem, damaging your personal and work relationships, affecting your work performance. Cutting out this type of behavior entirely from your life can be difficult. And of course, this is easier said than done. In a lot of cases, recognizing this type of negative behavior can be challenging, particularly when it comes to spotting it in ourselves. Why is it difficult to recognize self-destructive behavior patterns? It's very easy to tell someone with a problem that they should just fix it. However, dealing with self-destructive behavior is usually much harder than that. In most cases, the main problem is that we don't want to admit we've fallen into a self-destructive behavior pattern. You may have seen this in yourself or with addicts many of whom believe that they can kick their habits anytime they want. Instead, they're prone to fall back into these patterns if they don't admit the severity of their problems and take a systematic approach to fix it. That's a drastic example, of course. Self-destructive behavior doesn't need to rise to the level of substance abuse to be highly damaging. Chronic procrastination, for example, can wreak havoc on your career and even something as seemingly benign as bad sleeping habits can hugely affect your life. In a lot of cases, recognizing self-destructive behavior is a lot easier when you're looking at somebody else. The key is to turn that same critical eye upon your own behavior to find out if there's a problem that you need to address. Tackling self-destructive behavior is all about and begins with awareness. It is cliche, but the first step in dealing with a problem 
is in recognizing and accepting it. With self-destructive behavior, it can be tempting to think you're not doing anything out of the ordinary. However, the longer you let the patterns continue, the harder that it can be to break them. So you want to examine yourself before you fall into too deep a rut. When it comes to recognizing self-destructive behavior, there are five patterns that can help you. One, constantly making excuses for your shortcomings. Two, a constant lack of energy to engage fully in your day-to-day life. Three, neglecting your physical or mental health. Four, sabotaging your work and personal relationships. Five, refusing to accept help from others. The good news is you are capable of breaking self-destructive behavior patterns. All it takes is a willingness to accept what you're doing wrong, understand why, and make a concerted effort to change that behavior. So majestic, an iconic symbol of power, These great beasts seem invincible, yet they have a great weakness. The Eskimos have always greatly prized the wolf. Its fur and meat are of great quality, and the beast itself is both majestic and powerful. Killing a wolf was a nearly impossible task without strong weapons, and yet the Eskimos found a way to do it. They did it not by force. In fact, They never even touched the wolves. The wolves would simply kill themselves. An Eskimo would first sharpen a knife. They would then proceed to soak the knife in seal blood and then freeze it. They would then dip it again into the blood and freeze it once more. This covered the knife in layer upon layer of frozen blood. The knife soon resembled a popsicle. They would then jam the knife's hilt into the snow where they thought the wolves would be, and they would leave it there. A hungry wolf takes a deep breath of the freezing Alaskan air. It smells something delicious. Its mouth starts watering as it tracks the scent, fresh blood. The wolf eventually tracks the scent to the blood popsicle. It begins to slowly lick it. It licks away layer after layer of blood until soon the wolf gets down to just the knife. The wolf licks, then cuts its tongue. But it hardly notices this. The freezing blood easily numbed the tongues of the wolves. The wolf continues to lick at the knife, cutting itself more and more. Pretty soon, the wolf begins to feel weak from the loss of blood. Despite the obvious signs that the knife is harming it, the wolf continues to lick at the knife. It ignores all of the negative signs. It feels that getting more blood from the knife would be the answer. Soon the wolf's mouth is so badly cut that the blood starts pouring from its wounds. The wolf's tongue starts to thaw from the warm blood that flows over it. The wolf is nothing short of ecstatic that they can taste more blood. It attacks the knife more vigorously and aggressively. It knows nothing but the taste of blood. 
the wolf will desperately continue to lick the knife until it collapses from blood loss and dies. The Eskimo simply returns the next morning to retrieve the knife and the dead wolf. Is there a bloody knife in your life? Stop licking it. Who is worse, the ignorant wolf who licks the knife out of instinct and desperation, or the person that licks the knife knowing full well that they are their own judge, jury, and executioner? Stop the self-destruction. Stop licking the knife. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year. The preceding has been a Canine Wattis production. Sandy, Rita, Levi, do you approve?